everyone, welcome to the Unity Podcast brought to you by Unibridge. I'm Yunzheng, your host for today. In our previous episode, we spoke with our Unibridge team member Shin, who is a rising sophomore at UC Berkeley, and we left off with her exploration after A-levels. So let's jump right into it to hear about her unique experiences. Actually, right, uh, here's a question to, uh, for you that may be related to, you know, those, those of our audience who may have just graduated from, you know, JC or just done with poly or and like your, your pre-tertiary education, right? So how do you approach like your pre-university life? What, what do you do? Because, you know, as like many typical Singaporeans would do, right? You know, either part-time jobs, oh you know, internships, <laughs> teaching tuition, things like that. So what do you do? <laughs> what did I do? Okay, you can't yes. do what I did now because there's COVID. But once you get vaccinated, I spent my eight months traveling and traveling and more traveling. So... Evidently, I haven't stopped traveling until COVID locked me in. Um, mm. I would like to say that it's an exploration of the heart and soul and mind and <laughs> <laughs> and the physical world. Um, mm. I personally feel like there is like no period in our lives that will ever be like that few months after between A levels or between whatever like. Um, what's this secondary <laughs> exam <laughs> and yeah between like pre-tertiary and tertiary I really feel yeah. like there will never be this time in our lives again where we are so like burden free for a lot of us or for like those mm-hmm. who are privileged enough to say that Um, and we can really like do whatever we want to there are little repercussions and yeah you know we don't really really feel like we have to go out work earn money and move on with our lives because this is just a weird, like, loud period. And mm. it's really just about, I feel, doing whatever would make you feel the most satisfied and fulfilled. Like, it doesn't have to be traveling, you know. Some people don't enjoy that as much as I do. But mm-hmm. I would say I don't believe in doing things just because everyone else says that you should be doing it. Or, like, you know, um, teaching tuition just to fill up your time, taking a random part-time job that is like you're whatever about just to fill up your time and not learn anything that's something that I genuinely do not believe in and that I would encourage everyone to not do yeah so (laughs) if you want to go play go play um if you want to explore in Singapore before you can leave I have a whole list of places I can send to you (laughs) Um, if you want to work do something that you really want to explore similarly yeah, so really spend the time exploring because you're too young to really know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like me. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who want to, you know, hit Shin up, right, uh, to ask for some of those uh, places, you can drop by to our Unibridge Telegram. Here's a plug, right? <laughs> Join our Unibridge Telegram. You can shoot her a message. She will, she will reply to you on the on the group. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, let's, let's delve deeper into, you know, um, the whole traveling thing. Uh, reason why, right? Because you know you sound very passionate about traveling, right? About the lessons that you've learned, the people you've met. So, how was that experience like for you during that um, few months before university? Before COVID, like that, the whole traveling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, before COVID. <laughs> how was the experience like? Uh? Hmm. Wow, that's a that's not an easy question to answer. Uh? Um, <laughs> let me think. 
actually before uni, you know, I was into the whole like, oh my god, I'm going to go across the world soon, so I better explore Asia while I still can. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which turned out to be like stupid because I'm back in Asia now. Um, but yeah, so I spent a lot of time in like, let me see, I went to Taiwan, I went to Korea, I went to Japan, mm-hmm. I spent an entire month in Japan with my mom, and I think that that was mm-hmm. a very good experience that. I'm very glad that I kind of embarked on um, because, you know, you don't truly really get to see a place. Even I wouldn't say I really truly got to see Japan as a tourist mm-hmm. was, like, driving through all the different prefectures, but um, I really got to see a lot more than mm-hmm. if I would have just been there for a week like I've been before. Um, there are like little things that you kind of notice as you drive past, like, you know, random earthquake infrastructure or like we went to Miyagi, so we got to see like, you know, how they reinforce things after like the tsunami and earthquake and stuff like that. Like all these little things that you kind of just notice, these tidbits of information that you pick up and kind of like mm-hmm. link together in your head with all your other weird general knowledge. I think that's like mm-hmm. very, very interesting. And there's also like, for example, learning about yourself, your own traveling style, um, mm-hmm. your own like pace of life in a sense. Mm-hmm. And another little like thing that I really enjoy doing is like, taking, like, days off from, like, whoever I'm traveling with to, like, just mm-hmm. go solo. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, in Hong Kong, I took like, a day to, like, just wander, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to get at this place. And it's diagonally, diagonally to my right. So I'm just going to not use my map and walk in diagonally to my oh, right, right. <laughs> until, uh-huh. until it appears in front of me. And it did. I didn't get very lost or anything. It just took a bit longer than it, it should have. <laughs> but... You know, you make a lot of, like, random detours, you see a lot of things, you learn that you have to speak Chinese, you know, <laughs> sometimes, uh-huh. yeah. So, these are just the little, little experiences that I've collected that I will remember. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds like something that I want to do, but I can't do now. I mean, <sighs> too bad. A, uh, a sad reality. But anyway, right, since we are talking about you know, the sad reality that is COVID, right? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes. So let's talk a bit about um, your gap sem. So after your first year at Berkeley, right, you decided to take a gap sem because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you come to that decision? Uh, Berkeley is too expensive. Before <laughs> 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 I'm overseas. And that was a very big driving factor like, because I'm not on scholarship and I didn't know COVID was going to last for like so many months mm-hmm. um so essentially what i thought at first is just that i'm gonna take a gap sam i'm gonna tight through this period and then you know i'll be in school again by <laughs> spring who was i kidding right <laughs> um uh-huh. yeah so that's one of the main reasons why i decided to take a sam off and also because like you know i spend so much time traveling i don't have that much on my resume <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so that was also a, a sam to like kind of like I've done one set of school. I kind of have an idea of what I want to do. Now it's time for me to try and apply that into the working world as much as I can here in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was doing, I did two internships during my gap sem. Yep. Mm-hmm. What kind of internships were they? Um, like the role. One of it was uh, a consulting and business development internship. And the other one mm-hmm. is sort of like a marketing content creation internship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they uh, both full-time? No, I did them concurrently, so I was doing both part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, working, oh, wow. yeah. So, that 
it turned out chiller than I imagined, lah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, so my next question is right. Like, how do you go about applying for internships then? Because actually, I've I've had this conversation with you before about you know uh where, whether like we can apply through some of those big websites, right? And one of those one of the um kind of techniques that you have used is um, cold emailing people. I think that's something that, that's a very underrated skill to have. Uh, so maybe you want to share more about that? Okay, let me talk about applying in general first. Well, it's a little bit of a mess la, since I don't know what I want to do, right? Um, I spent mm-hmm. like a bit of time or a lot of time just like going like, oh my god, I do not know how to start because like, what am I even applying for? Like, I had no roles in mind or anything. And mm-hmm. actually, that was kind of how I started doing like cold emailing because instead of roles, I started going for companies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this company looked interesting mm-hmm. to me. Like, for example, um, I think I emailed Rice Media because, like, oh, my God, they have, like, very interesting perspectives on their Instagram or, like, they write very interesting articles mm-hmm. about, like, kind of, like, quite unconventional things. And so mm-hmm. I just decided, hey, they don't look like they have any roles open, but, you know, I'm interested. So uh-huh. I kind of just, like, I just wrote them an email. Um, I, I, I... I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm generally pretty good at writing compared to a lot of people. So that definitely yeah, worked in I, my favor. Yeah, yeah, that definitely worked in my favor. It's really just about capturing as much that is like interesting and unique about yourself as possible mm-hmm. while kind of still trying to like be in line with the company that you're applying for. Like, you know, you kind of have to make whoever reads your email go, oh, that's interesting. That's not just another boring random like email from another random kid. <laughs> Essentially, la. Uh-huh. yeah, that's that's how I try to like go about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can share some tips on how you did your co-emailing. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I understand you're, you're good at writing. Okay. I okay, did, sure. as in like, you know, just like um, portray what is interesting you think about yourself and at the same time coming from the same angle as the company as much as possible make them sound interesting do you apply for like like a specific role or do you just like write to them like just telling them you know I'm interested in your company like your company culture what you stand for and I'm looking for a role do you have I a role? I remember currently I was like oh I can do like marketing I can also do this I can also do that you know so I just listed a oh. few roles for them yeah, but by that point, I kind of, like, have narrowed down, like, a few things to apply for already. Um, just because mm. it's kind of necessary in this, in the internship search to actually apply for a role. Like, you know, if you find that it's not necessary, please tell me. I would love to know. But, yeah. Um, mm. So, some of the ways that I narrowed things down, I guess, was really just I did research about what some roles entail. I asked my mm-hmm. ex-teacher about what she thought that I could mm-hmm. do because she, I think she knows me quite well. So um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get like an outside perspective instead of just like things that I myself have considered, mm-hmm. which admittedly was quite like narrow la, back then mm-hmm. because I really didn't know. And I also, another thing was that just to try randomly to apply for roles that I'm somewhat interested in, but I don't really know about. That's how I got the consulting mm-hmm. um role is like I was like oh my god I'm not qualified for this I don't know what this is actually but I'm just going to apply and somehow uh-huh. I got it and I've learned a lot about the consulting industry since then and I have also discovered in myself like an interest for the consulting industry which I'm definitely going to explore more mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. so eventually your two internships do you 
do you get the offers from your co email or ah uh, no, but hey, way to like drag your point down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, whatever, man. Like it's a it's a good experience yeah, yeah, yeah. though. I, I right. Um. Uh, okay. So. I got replies to my cold emails, but I didn't pass the interviews. So like, disclaimer is not my, my emails that were at fault. Like, people were interested. Mm-hmm. It's just my interview skills that I had fault. <laughs> yes. Oh my Essentially. But yeah, I did get replies and like, a lot of people who replied, mm-hmm. they actually did like, kind of give me a chance. Like, they were interested. They sounded mm-hmm. interested. And they were like, oh, um, sure, why don't we do an interview? Because, you know, this was interesting. This was unusual. Yeah, so they did give me a chance because of that. So I think it's definitely worth trying and then do the interview better than I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think, I think co-emailing is such an important skill. Like, and I think, I think there's like a common, very common misconception that, you know, companies are these like cold, very distant people that, you know, wouldn't reply to like uh, this, this email from this random dude. <laughs> right, but actually, I think learning how to reach out to them and just seeing their replies really... Mm-hmm. You can even uh, do it on LinkedIn. You don't have to do it on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And you want yeah, to... you. <laughs> Another oh. part, right, yeah. guys, if you want to, like, mm-hmm. get experience cold emailing, come join you Bridge team. I <laughs> need <laughs> <laughs> help me do cold emailing. Yes, yes. We are, we are recruiting. So if you want to join, if you want to join our uni Bridge team, right, just, you know, uh, drop us a message. Let me know. Uh, you can work with me yeah. if I sound interesting enough. Yes. Our, our coolest member here, Thank like, you very much. like the rest of us, just boring. Shin is, Shin, yeah, Shin is like the most interesting person. Sure, here. sure, <laughs> yes, yeah, um, yeah. So I think uh, that's about it for today's podcast. Um, I think in general, um, just learning how to embrace uncertainty and kind of uh, learning when to take a chill pill. I think that's take very a important. Chill pill always. Right. So, yes, almost so, always. Uh, any final advice that you want to share with our audience about this, your, your whole thought process or, you know, how they, they can experience more during their uni life, right? By actually, you know, taking a step back and, you know, just chilling for a while. I would say that since you're already considering applying overseas, I assume, then maybe one thing that's quite important would be to get out of, like, the Singapore bubble. And I'm sure that a lot of people who apply overseas already have like this notion that they want to get out of the Singapore bubble. But like sometimes we are not very aware also of how how like we are trapped within a certain like box or a way of thinking. And so it's very important to get out. It's very important to like be okay with telling yourself I don't have to follow this um path that has been marked out mm-hmm. to me for me by like the previous generations, by my society, by mm-hmm. whatever. And instead you know, it's kind of a bit of a cliche, like a just be true to yourself kind of thing. Um, um, as much as I hate sounding that way. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, if you don't know what you want, it's oftentimes okay to just say that you don't know what you want because it allows you to explore more because you are not tied down by like your own like attempt to convince yourself that you know what you want then I feel like you have more space to explore. You're more willing to explore. You have a more open like mind and heart to like 
everything mm-hmm. that might come your way. And then after that, at the end of the day, maybe you won't, you know, um, go into like a job that you are not very happy with. You're always looking forward to the weekends mm-hmm. and the next paycheck. <laughs> like, doesn't that sound sad uh, to you? You know? Uh, yeah, so that, that chase. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that you can chase the fun. But of course, you know, have some discipline, have some control. Don't forget that you actually need to like get through life independently. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yes. I think that's I think that's a very good message to end off with, you know, the ability to chase your dream dreams and you know the freedom to explore when you can. And I think on that note, right, uh, to our audience, uh, if you would like to hear more of these stories, um, be sure to stay tuned to our future episodes of Unity. And if you'd like to connect with more seniors like Shane <laughs> and learn more about all things related to studying overseas, um, do feel free to join our Unibridge community on Telegram. Um, you can find the link to our Telegram group on our Instagram page at unibridge underscore SG. So be sure to give us a follow. Thank you so much, Shin, and we'll see you guys again in the next episode of the podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.